This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to episode 112 of Banging on the Drum. Please remember to like, subscribe, download, watch our YouTube videos, even though I didn't get the last week's YouTube video out because there was too much chopping in there. But anyways, as always, I am your host, P-Dog, joined alongside my co-host, M-Dog. And M-Dog, how are you doing today? Oh, living the dream, man. Living the dream took the day off of work. So, which is kind of a rarity to take a, like a one-off day off work, especially if it's like last minute or um, just not something that I do. And it was only kind of last minute. I mean, I've known that this day was coming for at least 365 days. I just didn't plan on taking the day off. Were you sick? No, no. So, uh, the daughter's birthday. And so like, we just hung out today. So. Oh, that's awesome. That's going to be good memories. Dad took off on the birthday. What'd you guys do for the birthday? Uh, so like we didn't do much today. So she hung out, she spent the night at her grandma's last night. And then we hung out up in on Alaska with her grandparents for the majority of the day. And then we went and got fast food at like the places she likes. Um, what I are these some- places? So she's a she's a huge Culver's person, but That's she doesn't eat respectable. Yeah, but she doesn't eat like the burgers or nothing. She just has chicken tenders, which kind of drives me crazy. But it is what it is. I mean, Culver's <laughs> is pretty good. Yeah, they, even the chicken fingers are really good. I know everyone raves about the Buffalo chicken ones, and they take them away and bring them back in that scam that they do. Yeah, see, and I don't necessarily like the. Uh, buffalo chicken tenders from Culver's. I like like not baked on sauce, and then theirs is like baked in, right? I think I've had them once. I think me too, but yeah, I'm usually not a big Culver's person, but I do like their chicken strips. But I can't even recall having the buffalo chicken strips. I don't, I maybe once, but yeah, I don't remember whether I loved it or not. Yep. And so I think that they're like baked into it and I don't like that. So like if I get a Buffalo chicken sandwich, I like it to be like the Buffalo sauce to be like slathered on like you like it wet. way too heavy, like super wet and juicy for sure. <laughs> wet and squishy. Yep. Yep. I know what you're talking about, but anything else you got overs and unders coming from that get right into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'll jump into my unders, I guess. Um, so I, I spent the entire weekend just like trash in my diet, right? So I've been pretty good since, since I went to, since I came back from Vegas, I've been pretty good, like eating fairly clean, maybe August 1st, which was a little after I came back from Vegas, been pretty good eating clean, doing the right stuff, um, for the most part, right? So wood turtle days, I kind of give myself a little bit of a break, um, then at like my old man's birthday falls in the first week of August as well. So had some ice cream cake there, but like mostly good. My five days at work, good. The This weekend went off the deep end. Kelly had all kinds of like treats hanging around, cupcakes, cookies, ice cream cake. And so I probably ate 
think we have like a 12 inch pan that we make our ice cream cakes in. So it'd be like a large Dairy Queen ice cream cake. I ate like a quarter of that motherfucker. I think it's pretty cool that you guys make ice cream cakes. That's like one I wouldn't expect people to actually make at the house. So I want to say like a Dairy Queen ice cream cake is like 35 bucks and we can probably get away with it for like 17 or 18. I think if we would break it down. Yeah. What do you do though? You just like slather ice cream and then. Yeah. And so we use like a spring form pan, which is what you make cheesecakes with. And that way you can take the sides off pretty easy. But um, she found some recipe that makes like the fudge that they use in the middle which is the best part of the ice cream cake. And then we also do the ice cream cakes with like cookies. And our, our basic one is chocolate ice cream and then a cookies and cream on the top instead of just a vanilla. And so, but uh, her old man ordered one that had uh, butter pecan and then like a caramel based one. So two more vanilla ones, but the caramel based one, like that's, that was my go-to. I was loving that thing. Yeah, there's some weird because I don't like caramels, but I think my favorite kind of donut, at least growing up, I don't know if I've had one for a while, was the caramel on top one. That's just so good. I, so, yeah, I don't know if I've had a caramel. Well, it's sure just a, had a caramel donut. It's a long john with caramel frosting on top. Are you sure it's not a maple one? That's good too. But yeah, no, yeah, it's straight up, maple it, donuts. It, it was caramel. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that I've actually had a caramel one, but that does sound really good. Oh, it is. Um, it's great. I'm sure I would enjoy it quite a bit. I like, but I'm a sweets guy. Like, I could eat anything for sweets, but that caramel one was hitting the spot. So, um, but that's a big piece of the reason that I've been wrecking my diet. And then she made like pretzel bites and we were having, I think we had like pizza and pasta three days in a row. So, uh, it sounds crazy. amazing. Yeah. Just the, all the things that I like don't allow myself to eat ever. Like that's what we're having every day. So, yeah, I think you diet which isn't so, so bad. Yeah. I think you diet so well that that's good. And like it seems like you've been able to get on back on track fairly yeah. quick. And yeah, that's so kind of. I had a couple moments that I couldn't, but, um, yeah, I think that at times you have to, like, you have to celebrate these like certain moments in your life, right? Like times that you can't be like, no, no, I'm not going to eat that shit. I don't think that that's right. Like Christmas, like you shouldn't go in and be like, oh, I'm going to eat healthy over fucking Christmas. Fuck off. Just like eat whatever you want and then get back to it. Yeah. And prepare for like, if you're going to be that funky about it, just like, prepare for it coming in and i i think you can pull off like eating in moderations at like an event like that but like you could but why do it like it's it feels shitty to do i think yeah i mean as long as you don't get noticed for like being too picky or or anything like that like as long as you eat everything but maybe don't eat the whole thing whatever too much uh too much diet shit yeah yeah. but um so i also haven't mowed my lawn in like two weeks i think i i think monday was yes this is i think two weeks so it's getting a little bit long and 
I probably should have done it at least late last week, you know, like Thursday, Friday, or maybe even like Tuesday. And so it's, it's you guys have been getting enough rain to keep that shit green, right? Or is it just that? Yeah, we've been, no, we've been okay now. So like, it's not like the end of the world right now. We've been getting rain probably once or twice a week, you know, something, some, some sort of rain. And then we've had a couple like, pretty substantial like storms where they maybe hit just north of us i think lacrosse got hit way harder than we did yeah down south in wisconsin i've seen some clips from today that just got shit on last oh, that night maybe on. okay <laughs> or yesterday and we didn't get hit like super hard with that stuff so we might have got rain overnight or rain we did get a like a little bit of rain, I want to say, on Sunday, right? So we were trying to be at a pool and, like, hanging out on Sunday, and it was, like, off and on sprinkling, but we didn't get hit too hard at all. And then today was kind of, like, steady steady rain for probably the majority of the day. You so know. is it long enough where you're going to have to bag it now? Uh, bag so, I, so I always rake it up. So I always mow it all into the middle and then rake it up. That's so much smarter. I don't know. That used to always seem like such a chore to me as a kid. It, no. Like, yeah. And it's still, I hate, like, I don't like doing it. I'm not like the lawn guy that loves to spend time on his lawn. I just, that's not me. Like, I, I don't think that'll ever be me. And I don't think that anything that I see as work will ever be that for me. I'm not yeah. sure that. Like, well, I have it makes to, you like, if it makes you feel any better, we put you to shame. With our lawn here at this house that we're renting for the summer has been mowed one time. This and that's because you guys are dry? No, it's more of like a landlord thing. It was in, into the weeds a little bit, but basically we thought she was going to either be supplying us a lawnmower or someone to mow our lawn, but it's... It's been easier not having to deal with her than asking these questions. And I think we're just to the point where we've got about a half a month left and we're just like, yeah, as long as we don't have to deal with her, like we can deal with this. And and it really isn't that bad. Like, I don't know if this is true, but I have heard this is like grass doesn't really grow naturally in Florida. So if you want to keep your lawn, like especially our stuff closer to the water, it's more like random weeds up than grass, if anything. Okay. And like honestly, it doesn't even really look that bad or bother me. Where we park looks kind of shitty, but that's about it. But yeah, it's it's just such a hassle every time we deal with our landlord that we just to the point like where we'll put up with like a, a minor annoyance like that just so we don't have to like wheel and deal with her to get shit done. And then she, her come over and do like what would take out or what would take an average person like an hour. And then we're dealing with her for like 10 hours, like for the whole day. Like, like, uh, yeah. I got you. We're good. Uh, and then on top of that, I guess I think I'm starting to hate Twitter. And I think it's because. And I think it's because Twitter is turning into, at least for me, right? And I click on some of this bullshit because I get caught in it, right? 
it's turning into like pretty substantially, and it's not Twitter anymore. I guess it's X or whatever. Um, it's turned into Facebook, and I really like hate that. Like super long form shit. Everybody wants to type like nine pages worth of fucking content. I think what I enjoyed about Twitter is that it had to be short, and I don't like that you can thread shit together, and I don't like that you can have a super long post that um, like I have to click in to finish reading. Yeah. I don't like no, that shit. I, I get your grief, like grievances with it, but I've never liked Twitter, and I guess the more I think about it, like I, I can't even say like I'm on board with you, but I I have noticed that. But my gripe with Twitter is mine's actually getting a little bit better. Like it never shows me the stuff I want it to show me. Like it's just like a random fight or some shit, and that's hard not to click yeah. on. But I yeah, try to, right? <laughs> but like I try to like uh, get rid of it. But yeah, stuff you have to click into. But I go on Facebook enough where. Facebook's way worse still. Like, yes, yeah, and I don't Twitter, deal with it, but I feel like I don't deal with it because of the way it per, like puts itself out there. Yeah, Twitter has turned into like what old Facebook used to be, I guess, where Facebook has kind of turned into like, I mean, it's still got its like charm of people complaining about airing out dirty laundry that like no oh, yeah be like why would you put that online on or anything just call somebody yeah and, but then now it has like all kinds of ads like probably more i see more ads than like posts and i twitter's getting getting there too yeah and then lots of like videos that are teased like they'll just show you like a little bit of something and you like click on it because you're like oh this looks like it might be entertaining and then it's just some bullshit and you're like i can't believe this is what this world yeah yeah, i'm getting a little i was in a pissier mood than normal today but like you're just like people are just tricking you to click on their shit and it's it's getting old real old yeah so twitter's better than that i would say Okay, and so I do have like one other like really like minor thing about Twitter that bothers me. So it's X now, right? Like so, I'll I don't know when I'll stop calling it Twitter. I'm not sure I ever will. No, I still don't. call um, video games Nintendo games. So like, yeah, right. So I, I say I'm gonna go play Nintendo. Um, people are like, you have a Nintendo, and I'm like, well, it's a fucking PlayStation, but yeah, I'm playing Nintendo, right? I treat that like Kleenex. Uh, but I hate the fact that he didn't keep the term retweet. So when you click on like to re retweet something, now it says repost, and I fucking hate that shit. I fucking hate it. He should have kept the term retweet. Yeah. No. And I think me like I, I think that's ridiculous, but I also never like tweeting or retweeting or anything i'll do it a little bit for like this show and stuff and like some of the guests that we've had on if they put stuff out like i'll try to bump it for them but but yeah no i i can't get into it too much just because i think i've always hated twitter like i've never i've always enjoyed twitter 
by far the most out of all of them. But it was the yeah. one I engaged with the most too. So I'm I'm certain that there are that whatever platform I choose to like engage with next will all be shit too. Right? Yeah. But they suck. They, there needs to be like a reset of maybe just society in general. We need uh Genesis like 14 to come come true. I said I wasn't. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, you made it no. to Genesis 14 at least, huh? <laughs> I haven't listened to like one minute of it, sadly. Uh, and it's because I can't listen in the car. If I could listen in the car, I might, I might try. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure if we need like a whole reset or not, but I don't like uh, X. Like I don't like that platform anymore. And I've been pretty in football. Usually will bring me back to social media because I like to get information. Right. So I think that there's a lot of good information on Twitter, but I just feel like I have to click into too much shit now. Like, and maybe that's like allowing him to make more money because you click into it or whatever. I'm not sure how all that shit works, but like, there's something that I'll read the first four lines of or whatever. And it's relatively interesting to me. And then I click into it and then I'm like, I don't want to have to click to fucking read this shit. Like they've used to be able to put all that shit in a fucking succinct, you know, whatever, 160 characters and it worked and I didn't have to fucking click around and like find shit and like, yeah. you're just lazy. All right. No, anyway, it, it's definitely gotten worse, but I'll roll into my unders just because it's kind of similar to, it's like more tech base in, I don't know probably just woke up on the wrong side of the bed i did not sleep great last night so this is very uh fair that it could have been but i need to get some shit done with fsu and i've been putting this off and it's kind of one of those things that you keep putting off because it's giving you anxiety and i was like fuck it i'm just gonna do it today like hopefully get my classes all all picked out for the semester which i probably should have had done about a month ago but anyways, always waiting until the last minute to do shit. But for FSU, I needed like some sort of vaccination record and then like a proof of insurance, which is super easy for me to fucking find. And I went in, found this shit, sent it to like the email that I needed to be sent to. But I needed to like check if they got this and if it was if they needed uh some more because the main one they're concerned about is for vaccination wise is like measles, mumps, and whatever, which yeah. the military is going to make you have almost. Yeah. And in mine says, I kept saying this wrong, but P O S T E R, post T E I R, posterior, posterior, posterior. Maybe, maybe that's what it, maybe that's what shot it's in your ass when they gave it to you. Is that what that means? Posterior, I mean, like that's like a like a term for ass for sure. Yeah, no, it's not that. It's post okay. posterior, posterior. I don't know how to fucking yeah, say not sure it, but I've, I've heard it before, and I think it's because like I didn't have the record of my measles, mumps, and rubella or whatever the fuck it's called when I joined the military, so they can check if you're immune to it by doing like a blood test, which I think they do anyways. So you don't like the record is not really that important, 
but I just want to make sure like for FSU, like, yeah, it doesn't put dates on my measles, bumps and shit. Like they, they want right, it like because exactly. they don't know when you got it. They just, yeah, no, that, that the military knows you got it at some point. Yeah. And <clears throat> I would call, um, it was all automated. Get to the part where I thought I was supposed to be. And then it would say, uh, we're taking other callers or we're out of the office right now. And then it would just hang up. It wouldn't even give me like an option to leave a message or anything. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then when I emailed them, it sent me back an automated message on how to uh, call not how to call, but like how to do this stuff. And I was like, I sent this stuff kind of a different way, which I think is better. Like it literally lays out exact dates of like when I got every single thing. And like, I probably have more vaccinations than fucking 99% of the school from having to get shit to deploy and stuff like anthrax one anthrax two this that the other like i've never been one to really turn down a shot like have my covid shit uh just because i am lazy and don't want to ask questions and do research so i'll just trust whatever like is fine by me um i'm in right yeah and then whatever i was like okay i sent this shit like i did my due diligence on this this took me way too long haven't got a hold of anybody so i'll call admissions call admissions and then it's a uh 23 25 people ahead of me in line type deal i'm like yeah and i'm like they don't know me i'm gonna drive to the gym so i needed it which ended up pushing my gym time later than normal whatever uh and then they did a good thing like they put me on like a call wait list this story is probably boring as fuck but then i was like okay at least i'm on like a call wait list i can listen to like what i want to on the way to the gym and they call me before i get to the gym and i tell her all my reasons and stuff and she was like i'm gonna transfer you to the right department that you need to talk to and i was like Ma'am, I'm pretty sure I've called that department like six times a day and it just says they're busy and it hangs up on me. And she was like, no, this number isn't online. So I'm going to send you this. And I was like, I'm pretty sure you're sending me to this thing that's going to hang up on me. And she was like, no, no, no. Then like just got off the phone with me and she sent me to the fucking thing that hangs up on me. So she just like ditched me. Like, oh yeah. She doesn't want to deal with it. Like, I mean, so we all we all think that other people are like hard workers and like they do their shit right, and like people who are good at the job, like oh you man, like but they're all just people, right? Yeah. So like to some extent, they just all don't want to be fucking working. They don't want to be the pleasant person this day. Like she was just trying to assure you that I don't give a fuck, right? I don't want to be on this <laughs> phone call anymore. Yeah, and that's just yeah. a, like that. I'm not saying like that's a bad thing about her. Like that's just a person. No, no, like, no, no. I they'll think, answer. I trust me. They'll answer. Yeah, and I think it was kind of like figure it out for yourself type deal. And yeah, the you're only a thing college that, student, figure the fucking shit out. How are you going to be an adult if you can't figure this out? Yeah, maybe that's it. But it kind of gave me like reassurance though that like 
when I was on the phone with her, she was like, yeah, I think you're kind of like jumping the gun a little bit before you should be worried. Like, we'll we'll help you out when it's it's time to get worried about. But whatever. So that was uh, my thing that was killing me um, where I was like, this world needs to be reset type deal. But same with Twitter. But then we'll we'll get into my overs here real quick. Leave this on a positive note. Um, loved the interview last week. So that was nice getting chip on. Got some good feedback from a bunch of people. And then the next icing on the cake is I get to play in a golf scramble on Friday, which I love right. that. Like, yeah, I never I get to I golf with more. a person. Yeah. And yeah, I wish I played more golf in general. And then I wish I could just play like probably like four scrambles a year, you know, like four or five scrambles a year. Like, so for the Wisconsin weather, like that'd be like one a month. If I could play one scramble a month, I'd be just pumped. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty jacked about that. So I went out like um, Andy from the office and started hitting as many golf balls as I could today. And the, place on base has gotten like all kinds of technology with like shot trackers tracers shit like that so like the driving range is sick and it's like 10 bucks for a large bucket of balls and you could use all that other technology that they have there for free and i was like this is not gonna work for dick when i like stepped in there and i was like but whatever like it's free work beautifully as far as i know and the only thing that like made you feel of, good about it the opposite a little bit because like it made me know exactly how far i hit all my clubs which was like a good thing to finally know but it was definitely a lot less than, than <laughs> <I thought. laughs> like, like i thought like when i hit a good driver went like 260 280 or something but what the drives that i like flushed i think would get like 215 in the air which i was fine with and then like 230 on the rolls or whatever i think like 232 was my longest drive Did which i think for to crush any of them oh yeah yeah i okay. even like so usually when i tried to crush them i wouldn't like get it flush but like there was one where um i think i did it with my uh uh five wood pretty well where I just was like kind of fucking around and tried to do like a, like a step into it type deal. And I just yeah, like a baseball, cracked. like a true baseball swing. Yeah. And then and I cracked it. And I think that with my five wood, I got it like over 200 in the air, but yeah, it was five wood is not bad. Right. Yeah. And it was just like super hard to replicate. Like there was, and it was off the tee too. So it's not like I was, yeah hitting it in the fairway but whatever it, it was pretty sweet knowing that they gave us all this technology for free what day are you scrambling friday and then the other shitty part about it is i work after the scramble that day so is it a military thing where you guys are doing the scramble for yeah i, I think so i think it's kind of like an mwr issue oh, thing but it's not on the military base it's actually like literally right across the street from me and then that's like another thing that's been like pretty egregious on my part is i literally live within walking distance of a golf course like 
it wouldn't be, it would probably take me 10 minutes to walk with my clubs to the golf course that's closest to me. And I haven't gone out golfing one time. It was the first time I hit balls this whole year. Uh, does the lady golf? She will. She's got clubs, so it's set up. But no, she she don't like it just because it's like such a hard sport. And like we just don't put the time into it to like get that much better at it. So so I kind of like get where she's coming from. But as for like a pretty casual golfer, um I still have fun because I can I usually I would say 80% of the time, like I at least hit the ball like fairly hard. Like I'm past the stage yeah, yeah. where you're just like missing and rolling and swinging and missing and shit yep. like that. So yeah, and I don't know if I still am right as a golfer, but like I was a guy that could put the ball in the air, right? I'm fuck shots up like pretty consistently. I'm not a good golfer by any means, but like I could hit the ball where I wasn't like worm burning shit like hardly ever. You know what yeah. I mean? Not that my shots weren't fucked up, but like they were all generally in the air like i figured out how to swing the club that worked for me and then i just six putt right or whatever it was like around the green i'm fucking just terrible yeah there's gonna be a day where i go out this week and just all touch stuff because i didn't really get into it that day today and honestly the only reason i ended up hitting balls is because the when i got done at the gym it was like four o'clock and the traffic is just awful. Like I would have a good a chance of getting home at the same time if I went and spent an hour at the range, which I did. And then the traffic was still bad. So it was it was a rough day, I would say, for me. One of the rougher ones in a while of like actually like getting in my car and being like, fuck this stuff. And that, oh, that, yeah. that does not happen to me very often. So I definitely yelled at the world in my car today. So it was therapy. You didn't murder anybody. You didn't murder anybody or like actually scream at anyone though today. So that you did good. No, I do have like a good method of not taking out my frustrations on anybody. My one of my emails I sent to the FSU's automated system apparently was a little spicy, but that's about it. Um, yeah. and it wasn't even that bad. Like I was, I, said, I said, like a little help would be greatly appreciated because this, what I'm doing right now is very frustrating. Uh, yeah. So I used to like talk to people I was frustrated with in my car by myself, right? Like, so I wasn't talking <laughs> to people. I was like having like this, these imaginary conversations. And then by the time that I was done driving wherever I was going, um, those conversations kind of had solved my problem, right? Even though I hadn't had the conversation with them. Yeah, I got, I just have like an extraordinary game face, but I definitely do that shit too. It's like, think of like what you would want to say to them. I don't even know yeah. if I ever really think of like how they would respond to it. Oh, but I then do like, that shit all the time. Okay. So mine is always like cooler heads prevailing for the most part. It, yeah. And I'm never really in too many spots like where I need to be confrontational. Yeah, me neither for the most part, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how I that's how I put it. 
You ready for some sports, though? Yeah, let's get into some sports. You do the Brewers breakdown, and I'll fill in some uh, gaps. Yeah, well, right so we're going to be barking about the Brewers. I want um, my all right, so we are seven and three out of in our last ten. Um, basically, we've been breaking out some kind of late wins, and and we are five and one since we were last on here with Chad. So Chad's podcast with us kind of broke us towards really dominating the last week or so, and uh, we do have a couple of tough series coming up against the Dodgers and the Rangers. And we're currently sitting first in the NL Central by three and a half games, beating both. Sorry, I'm clicking Cubs. around. So it's the Cubs and Cincinnati are both um, three and a half games back on us right now. Now, like I was looking at a few stats, and I just see like the run differential, and it looks like the Cubs should be kind of killing us. They're like plus sixty four. We're plus six. The the Reds are like minus seventeen or something like that. I, I forget where, where they're at, but I knew they were a minus. It was just kind of surprising to me. So the Cubs, yeah, are kind of in a weird spot. Yeah, and it looks like my computer's not letting me uh, click around and jog my brains on too much of this. But yeah, you you nailed it. We're winning uh, close games late, one uh, one on a throwing air. Um, because we went, we beat the Rockies seven six, and that's the one where I think we scored on a throwing error at the end. Uh, White Sox seven six. I also think that that was kind of a late one. Corbin Burns got touched up a little bit more uh, than anticipated. Then we beat the Cubs three two, where Willie Peralta, I want to say, came out and threw a gem, but I could be wrong because I think. I think the game we won 7-3 was Willie Peralta threw a gem. We were up 7-0 going into the ninth inning. We put in, I can't remember who we put in at the time, but it was kind of like, you know, let's get this guy some reps. Uh, And he ended up getting touched up a little bit. But, yeah, ever since we've had Chad on the show, they lost that night before Chad left. So the Brewers are undefeated. Since, since, uh, since the completion episode. of Chad's episode. Yeah. Yep, and the challenge was that he needed to send two positive tweets, and I think the 7-3 win against the White Sox warranted a positive tweet. So, Chad, what the fuck are you doing out there? That was that was an easy one to be positive. Sure, uh, we didn't quite shut the door. Like, it, it should have been probably a 7-0, 7-1. Type win, but but that we've been playing good, good. I mean, pitching good, winning close games. But my concern is in that stretch that we had, uh, we were talking about this maybe three weeks ago, like it was going to be Nationals, Pirates, Rockies, White Sox, which are all minus teams, I guess you could say, for lack of a better yep. team. Like they're not. We're those are teams like we should beat. We should at and, least win a series. Like doesn't mean we win every game against them, but win the series against them. Yeah, and and I just don't know the White Sox like sweep sure helped it look better. Um, but 
yeah, I think we almost needed like two sweeps in that because as Mike alluded to, uh, we're about to get tested. Um, if I pull up the full schedule here, it's it's all plus teams. It's all plus teams for a long stretch of time where we get we're out west playing the Dodgers. Then we go to the Rangers. We get the Twins who are, I would say we're a little bit better than the Twins, but they're kind of like the same in a shitty division uh, competing for, for the top of the shitty division. San Diego is better than they look. Chicago, like you said, is, I think Chicago, it's going to come down to between Chicago and Milwaukee in in the NL Central. Because I think the Reds kind of got a little too hot too early, which I don't know if that's actually a real thing, but I think they're going to burn out. Like they, they got potential in the future, but I just don't think they're that team this year um, where it's really calmed down in in Cincinnati. But the Brewers, I won't go through it all because it's going to be hard to retain the information. Uh, they have a pretty tough schedule on out uh, for, yeah, I was going to say for lack of a better term, but uh, well, I don't even know can, if that makes sense. If we can stay consistent, though, and like just be there with the Cubs. We do have six games against the Cubs. And so going four and two in those six games could be the difference in the in the season. Honestly. I mean, um, we do have a few we'd have a lot of games against St. Louis left, which I know that we haven't fared well like historically against St. Louis, but St. Louis is one of the worst teams in the in the division this year. And so Good opportunity yeah. for us to like pick up some games there. Um, we do have like a murderer's row coming up over the next. I guess I don't know. One, like, two. But Philly is good. Uh, the Dodgers are good. Texas is good. And then I want to say San Diego is okay. And San Diego is always kind of scary because they have a lot of talent on their team, whether they're actually winning games. Day in and day out is a little bit different for them, but there's a ton of talent on their team. Oh, yeah. And and we talked about a little bit last episode, like <clears throat> the NL West is real good this year. So San Diego is definitely underperforming. It's too much. If, if you're beating teams like 15 to nothing, one day and then losing six in a row or whatever. Um, yeah, what like six in a row deal. or two zero or whatever. Yeah, like I guess you could be the yeah. Cubs. Yeah, and the Padres are plus fifty seven in run differential, and they're six games under five hundred, fifteen and a half games out of uh, out of the NL West race. But the NL West is pretty well stacked up, like the Dodgers. Really fucking good team. San Francisco is a good team. Diamondbacks are a good team. And then Colorado's pretty bad, but but San Diego. So I mean they're they're just playing a tougher schedule than us. But I would yeah. say San Diego's basically on par with us. Like if they were in the NL Central, they would be competing for for the NL Central. Yeah, they'd have a, a more easy games, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I think we have we have good opportunities to kind of hold this, but you got to compete when you're playing the Cubs. If you can't compete when you're playing the Cubs, you won't be able to hold this lead. Yeah, and so right going do, over. Oh, sorry. You can go ahead. I I I just want to like you talked about the last episode. I would like to jump into the last episode just a little bit. Chad's idea of putting Yelich at uh, first base, I think, needs to happen. We need to like just figure it out. I don't know. Like that idea has stuck in my head, and I love it. I think it's like I don't know. Idea. If we quite need it this year, because I mean, granted, it's it's a short stretch right now, but Canna has been tearing the cover off the fucking ball. Santana came up with a huge home run in this stretch. Um, and I don't think I guess if uh Garrett Mitchell comes back. Now I haven't heard his name for so long. I feel like I'm saying it wrong, but that that would be the only circumstance where I could see us needing to go with Yelich at first base because right now we need Willie to start hitting. Um, yeah, I don't I don't even know where you would go around the field in the playoffs without having i'm sure you're gonna have some sort of like platoon situation where you're gonna play a guy against a lefty or a righty but i think monasterio is kind of locked up like third base for the rest of the year because he's playing pretty damn good baseball willie adamas at short because i just don't think we have anyone better than him at short i guess monasterio could move over to short if someone could take over third i guess anderson but yeah it's it's yeah it's a squirrely lineup i guess and hopefully it figures itself out hopefully canna keeps hitting the way he's hitting because even if he's not getting a hit he's he's putting a charge into damn near everything right now so he might lock up that first base thing but I don't know where the room for Mitchell is going to come in because we really do love Weimer's defense. And I've came around on that dude's a freak of nature in the field where he's definitely going to be a defensive replacement in the, in the thing. But I guess I'm just rambling now. Uh, I do very much enjoy this Brewers team, but they're also very, very frustrating at the same time. So I'm just hoping uh we get <clears throat> we get hot when we need to get hot uh this stretch the murderers row that you alluded to it's gonna be a good test but like i was saying uh before i let you go it it is like a very hard schedule and then it does very much level out lots of cardinals lots of cubs so so the end stretch isn't isn't quite as bad as i was thinking it was uh, right when you see Cardinals, I think that Brewers fans think, "God, we don't want to fucking play them." Like they're always just fucking good, but they're not good this year. Um, what do you expect from the Brewers, like moving forward? 
this year that's what i that's what i would say is uh do you want like lineup wise or like do you think do i think we're gonna make the playoffs or yeah do you think we make the playoffs do you think i think it would be very disappointing wild card i think it would be very disappointing if the brewers don't win the nl central i do think they're the best team in the nl central um i do think our we're backloaded on Cubs games where I'm not as familiar with what the Cubs are doing right now. Like I know Hat has been playing some pretty damn good baseball this year, but I couldn't tell you much about the Cubs rotation or anything like that. So once we start playing the Cubs, I'll start learning about them a little bit more, but I know, I know they're surging uh, as of lately but have semi cooled off where they're six and four in their last 10. But like you said, they're by far and away the best run differential team in the NL central. So, so we'll see how it goes. Brewers Cubs. I think the Brewers make the playoffs. I think it's going to be really, really, really hard to get past the Braves. And I think, that's who the Brewers will have right yeah, away. Yeah. Okay, is because they would be or no well, one, never never mind. Look yeah, like the Dodgers, right? So yeah, never mind. It would probably be the Dodgers right away. Either of those two teams, though, I think the Dodgers and the Braves are a step above. They're a problem in, right? in the NL. Yeah, yeah. So who knows though? Who yeah. knows? All right. Any major predictions coming out of the Brewers currently? No, I, I guess that's that's all. That's yeah. I think we win. I think we win the NL Central, and I think we're a thorn in the side of the first team we play in the playoffs, whether it's the Dodgers or. It, yeah, yeah, it looks like it's gonna be the Dodgers. I think if our so. three starting pitchers are healthy, we're in the we're a thorn in the side of anyone in the league. Like we are a team that can cause problems for you if if they're on their game, right? Yeah, if and I wish them, teams are fucked. My computer wasn't being such a pain in the butt, but I mean. Chad and I got into it last episode, like where I'm pretty sure the Braves, they're, I mean, they're on pace to break the single season home run record for a team. I want to say, uh, hopefully this doesn't slow down my computer to a crawl. Uh, so they have, so the Braves have a 274 batting average as a team. Um, which is pretty good even back in the day. 227 home runs. Next closest is 186. Yeah, it's they're they're all good uh across the board. I want to see ERA. So they they must have dropped off in ERA because I thought I thought they had the best ERA. Um but they don't. So, uh, 
they're just a problem of a team. Yeah, and so, so let's jump to another problem of a team, and let's uh, start running with the pack here. I think it's, there we uh, go. Fair, I think it's uh, fairly obvious the Packers. At, at least their defense is going to be pretty fucking good. Their defense is going to be something to stand on. Um, didn't give up a TV, TD all night. Um, I think the only TD they gave up was pick six off Sean Clifford, maybe. Which doesn't concern me too much. He shouldn't see hardly any reps at all in the regular season. Uh, I don't think that he looks bad when he's out there, but he also isn't the guy that's going to be out there very often once we start playing real games. Jordan Love will be out there all the time. And Jordan Love has looked fine. And I understand that he's not playing against all the all the ones that the Bengals have. And I understand that it's preseason and it doesn't really tell us much, but it does tell me that he can function inside of the game, right? That at the very least, the defense doesn't know what he's doing and he's out there like making plays throughout the game. Um, I don't remember what his exact stats were. Yeah. Sorry. I want to say I was dropping like shit in the fucking room here. Seven for ten. Um like a like a pretty decent stat line there. Um, but like I've been saying, anytime I've been trying to pull anything right now, my computer is glitching the shit out of our Zoom thing. But seven for ten sounds right for me. Had a big pass that I think it was like a hell of a breakup uh, for the Yeah, on a long uh, pass, right? The yeah. safety comes over the top. Uh, Watson has whatever corner that was burned pretty good, and the safety makes a good play on that. Um, I don't think that Love like underthrew him or overthrew him or anything like that. I think it was right kind of on the money. I didn't see that Watson had to take this – like big step back or anything like that, or like slow down. Um, looked like a really good throw. It just the safety got there, right, to break the pass up. Yeah, and it, yeah, like you said, it was a decent ball. It could have been better. Like there, there's a place where you could put that ball that is this is very Monday morning quarterback ish. But there, there's probably a place you could put that ball where only Dobbs has a shot to put put a finger on it, but. It was it was where it needed to be when he thought he should throw it. Like it looked, it looked like maybe he didn't expect that safety to come over the top on it. But this is a good plug for uh, Dusty. Uh, he he broke down like every single Dusty Ely broke down like every single one of uh, Love's throws. He got like a thirty minute video. Uh, I only had the chance to watch like ten minutes of it, but. He does a great job. Check check that out. I think I retweeted it from the the account. But stat wise, do you want the stats, Mike? Um, if you got them, otherwise I was gonna kind of dig into the box score here for a little bit. 
Yep. Seven for 10, 46 yards, touchdown, threw a touchdown to Dobbs. Um, Highly contested touchdown, put it in a, the exact right spot. Dobbs went up, kind of scooped it. I think that that touchdown was like, that's the type of stuff you want to see is like threading the needle through like tight coverage. Yeah. And I mean, just comparing him to some of like the other rookie quarterbacks that are playing, obviously he's not a rookie. He got to sit behind some guys and do, but if you want to say, let's call first year starters, I want to say he looked the best out of all the first year starters. Not that I watched much of it, it's more box score, looking at it, watching ESPN uh, feed right. me what I should think about it. But but other than that, big performance from Emmanuel Wilson, six carries, 111 yards. I don't know if that lights a fire under the ass because it seemed like at least last year, you know, obviously, uh, um, gosh, Dylan didn't have his memory. So Aaron Jones is going to be our number one guy. Uh, AJ Dylan, more than likely our number two guy, but it seemed like Patrick Taylor had that pretty well locked down third spot. So I don't know if well and if, so uh, like they both they both got the same amount of touches, right? Mm-hmm. It appears that Wilson has some ridiculous speed. Um I feel like he ran away from a guy uh on one of those runs, but I can't remember for sure. Like I had it on in the background, just kind of cooking dinner and making sure like kids weren't killing each other. So uh I don't remember either of the big runs, maybe just like replays of the big runs. Um, But they both got the same amount of touches. So Wilson got six. Patrick Taylor got six. Yeah. Yeah. He had had an 80-yard run. He had an 80-yard run. So he all ran 11 guys on on the field. Well, so that's not what I mean, though. Like, it looked like the guy had an angle and, like, he scooted by him to some extent. Right? Yeah. no, I get what you're saying for sure. And so it looks like Wilson's got like some ridiculous speed. And I guess if you're going to build your team kind of the way the Chiefs have, you're kind of looking for that dude. That if he's going to be your third guy, you know, maybe that's the X factor that you get. But yeah, Patrick Taylor has had that spot pretty consistently in the past, but they did give like seven guys four plus touches and the most anybody got was six sean clifford had two runs for 27 yards guys just a he's basically lamar jackson light light yeah (laughs) oh this was this was a big one that i wanted to bring up is our our boy anders carlson missing two extra points I don't know, man. That's like almost enough to get you whatever it is preseason. Maybe get those bad ones out of the way. He did hit a 45-yarder, but he missed. So he's three of five on extra points. And that's not going to cut it. Like we, we found that out the hard way with how shitty our special teams have been uh, in the past. So 
Yeah, and so that's that's obviously not good, but I don't like I guess the way I look at a lot of stuff, and this would be especially probably like quarterbacks and kickers, is this is the way I look at them. How replaceable is that person? Right? I so think very repl- replaceable. So when I you dis- replace Yeah, yeah. When you replace that person, like do you get the same like um like output? In quarterbacks, I think like almost never. You can't replace quarterbacks almost ever. Um, my, I guess my like most uh, like extensive example of this would be Andy Dalton. Like you can't. When Andy Dalton was okay for the Bengals, replacing him is almost impossible. Like even bringing in Joe Burrow, the number one overall pick that first year, they're only, I don't think they're good at all. I think they're only okay, right? So they end up with the sixth pick and and I get that he tears his ACL and maybe late in the season he gets really good. But replacing quarterbacks, even mediocre quarterbacks, like it's almost impossible. Um, I guess if you look at the 49ers moving forward, are they actually going to be able to replace Jimmy Garoppolo? Is Brock Purdy or Trey Lance going to be able to do that? I don't know if they will be able to do that, right? Will Will Garoppolo be able to supplement what Derek Carr did in Oakland? You don't know. Like Even guys that we don't see as superstars are really, really hard to replace. Yeah, and the 49ers kind of like, you know, not to go off too much of a tangent, but they're kind of in a place where they need to sign a quarterback because they're too damn good to drop to a place. They either got to get lucky drafting a guy that <clears throat> shouldn't have went where he went, or yeah, they need to sign some. Like he'd be a, <clears throat> I don't know. If Tom Brady wanted to come back. Yeah, All right, and I was San Francisco. That would that would be the the place he's needed. And I'm not saying Purdy can't be that guy, like the guy that is good. I'm, that's not what I'm trying to say. I just don't know if, like, if you get an injury like that, if your brain holds up. Like, I think your brain as a quarterback, like, matters a lot. Like, are you ev- if if you're ever like skittish to make a throw and like you're scared, all of a sudden you become incredibly bad. Right, like in terms of an NFL quarterback, you just get not good. I think Carson Wentz kind of lives in that, that he got hit so much because he pushed too far that now he can't function inside of a real offense. Yeah, he's going to be like an interesting case study, like an all-timer. Like I remember my first deployment, guys were like giving me shit because I was like, you guys would really take Carson Wentz over Aaron Rodgers. And yeah, and Aaron Rodgers still- is going to have a whole other career after Carson Wentz has been out of the fucking league. Feels like Aaron Rodgers is going to go for four or five more years. Yeah, and we'll we'll see how that goes. But we did kind of get off on a tangent. Yes, where- we were talking to Anders Carlson, who yeah. I think in kicking, you have to look at what is replaceable. and. I guess with the Packers, you could always go out and say, all right, Mason, 
we were wrong. We'd like to have you back. Right. Yeah. And you can replace that per- productivity. Right. So Mason isn't always going to be like perfect. He's not Justin Tucker. He's not always going to be perfect, but he's going to be a plus kicker. Like he'll be fine. He'll be in the top 15 kickers in the league. I think um, percentage wise, I think there's probably a few years where he wasn't that, but he's not going to be the guy you have to cut either. Yeah. Consummate professional, like does his thing. He can, I would imagine he can still kick pretty effectively. It doesn't seem like he's injured or nothing. Um, Yeah. 50 on in. He's, he's going to be money, money enough, or, you know, like he's had a couple of years where that wasn't the case, but, um, uh, yeah, like I don't want to wash out Anders Carlson. I'm not that I'm not interested in that. I'd like to see him have opportunity, but the Packers can't do with Anders Carlson, what they've done with quarterbacks for forever either is, and let him sit behind a guy for a year or two and then take over the spot. Like that just, that doesn't exist with kickers. Like you're either the guy or you're not on the team. And so. No, I think, I think I'm putting up what you're uh, picking up what you're putting down. Cause correct me if I'm wrong. If you know, we're going to have to move on from a kicker at some point and you're going to have the hiccup year with him where it's not like this this is a hell of a year where we could just be like hey let, let's ride with him like let's give him the brett conway year and if he's not there go and try to replace him the next year right uh so maybe uh so here's my here's my catch on that so we're already giving someone else a which a like Let's see what he's got for a year. We're already doing that with Jordan Love, right? So I would rather done this with someone last year. Like, let's just see what we got. Where Aaron Rodgers is going to get you the majority of wins, whether whether your kicker is like really great or not. You're going to probably be with within one or two wins of that. Now, with Jordan Love, like if you have a bad kicker on top of a guy who is only getting you close to winning games, maybe we end up having four wins. And then we think fucking Jordan loves bad. And we think fucking Carlson's fucking terrible where his brother, I believe was drafted by Minnesota had a rough year. And all of a sudden is now one of the better kickers in the league. Right? So Minnesota like moves on from, I get that kicker is not, a place like quarterback where you can say, we know this guy's got his skills. He's our backup until he figures it out. And then maybe he never figures it out, but like you can't do that with kicker. You don't have the roster space. Yeah. And I definitely think this just sparked something in my mind. I think quarterbacks, you have damn near the best 40 quarterbacks that play football in the world in the NFL. A hundred percent. Kickers though, I don't know if that stat would be true about oh, interesting. Yeah, like do you think that I think you have the hundred you hundred the 40 most consistent what 32 
Because I don't think there's 40 kickers in the league. There's 40 kickers that get an opportunity yeah. in the league during the year, right? But I don't know if those are the 40 best kickers in the league, right? But maybe the 32. You probably have 32 guys that the NFL understands are, these are the guys that are elite, right? These are the guys we're going to give an opportunity to. Yeah, I think of the 32, you probably have the top 50. But that means that there's probably 28 guys out there that can kick in the NFL that might, you know, kick better than another guy. But I also do think it's like Justin Tucker is different level. Uh, Mason Crosby was next level. There's definitely like a top 10 in there that like are the top 10 that have jobs. but. I, th- I think there's there's enough kickers out there where it's tough to be like, hey, you're missing extra points consistently. Like, you know, it's almost like kind of fun. It's like a gamble. It's like, let's just go pick up Joe Schmo off the street that yeah, for UCF. Like that. Right. And so, like, like, that's my issue is that uh, we move on from things so much. Because of like, we don't know what the next guy is. We assume he's better because we don't know that he's worse. Right? Yeah. Where really Carlson might be the best kicker that's out there currently that's a free agent and is available. But we don't know somebody else is worse. So that's why we want him to bring him in. Now, I think Mason's probably better. And if you wanted to bring him back for another year, I'd be, I'd be fine with it. But. No, I'm I'm ready to roll the dice on this Auburn dude. He he's like he's not only played college at Auburn, but he's like Auburn as a person. That's just like his color. I did not realize that till I clicked on his thing. But he's 25. Like he's actually a little bit older than I would have expected him to be. Yeah. And so, like I said, I, I believe that his brother played for the Vikings and the Vikings cut him and now is one of the better kickers in the league, right? So Dan Carlson for the Raiders is pretty dominant. I would take him on my team anytime. But All right. Do you have any more on the Packers? Yeah, so I, I just want to touch on um, Carrington Valentine. Right, seven. I think one of our last picks of the draft. Guys have kind of been dominating, been very, very good. I'm excited to see him play some real reps in the offense or in the defense come uh, the regular season. I'm interested to see if it holds up through preseason. Say who this is again. Uh, Carrington Valentine. Um, so he is a safety out of Iowa State, I believe. Okay, that was the guy I was excited for. Yeah, I remember watching two highlights and being like, "I think we got a guy." Yeah, and so I'm pretty excited about that. And then I like the idea of Jaden Reed running some of those um, end arounds. I think that that's going to be a much better play with someone who's got just more maneuverability i guess 
I don't want to say speed, even though he does probably have more speed than Lazard, but Lazard running that play just is not going to be as good as we run that play. I don't think. Yeah. Liz- I love Lazard. I think he had a huge place inside our offense. I don't think that was the place. The end around just wasn't the thing for him. No, he was too big of a target. So Jaden Reed, make him a little bit smaller, a little bit shiftier. I yeah, like it. Probably a little bit faster, right? Um, and then I'm excited about the tight end. So Tyler Davis gets hurt. I want to say he tore his ACL. So we are going to be essentially leaning on Kraft and Musgrave. And I'm kind of excited about that as well. I think that'll be um, – I think one of those two will break the record for receptions, which I think is only at like 35 for a rookie tight end. Um, set my Bubba Franks. Nice. What year did Bubba Franks come in? 99, 2000? I would say 98. It was pretty quick after – I, I want to say it was might have been the year after we lost the Super Bowl because okay. it was still when I was going to like the Packers family day and shit. Like I remember, it. he had some hype around him. Was yeah, he? Bubba Frank, he was a Florida State guy. I'm pretty sure his name is not actually Bubba. I forget what his actual name is, but I had a card. I probably still do somewhere. It's probably in the vault at the house. Um, my yeah, his name's Bubba, Bubba Dowie. Bubba I think it's sure. actually like, I think it's like Dwayne or John yeah. or something like that. But uh, everybody always knew him as Bubba Frank. So I was very high on Bubba Frank. I did. I love Bubba Franks too. Uh, but I, I like, yeah, big tight ends. Jermichael Finley was definitely my boy. I love yeah. Jermichael Finley. I think. And with, with that, I think I can get back to a point I've had in the past about the Packers and legacy numbers. I love the idea of legacy numbers and like part of the reason I think you should never retire any of our numbers anymore. So you think 88 would be the tight, the tight end, end The tight end's legacy number. Yep. I'm trying to think. Though, what did like, Chimura wear? 87 I, maybe? No, because that was Robert Brooks. 86 was uh, Antonio Freeman. So that's funny because that's the first jersey I ever had, and I can't remember. But I want to say 84 was Don Beebe. No, 82 was Don Beebe. 89. He wore 89. Okay. so Yeah, and so that went to wide receiver after that because it went to Ferguson, right? 89 was Ferguson for a while. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely. I don't know if he was the next eighty-nine, but he was definitely eighty-nine. Yeah, eighty-nine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess eighty-eight, yeah. as far as we know, would be and the best tight end number. Who was the guy on the Super Bowl team that wore eighty-eight? It was an old tight end. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I got this one. I got it in my poll. It's something like Jackson. Uh, yeah, it is Jackson for sure. I don't know what the first name is, but it is Jackson. You're 100% right. So, yeah, I'm not going to get his first name. Keith Jackson? No. Yeah, you Yeah, you got it for sure. <laughs> That's it. You're right. I know what it is. It I sounds like I'm a defensive like... player to me. 
Yeah, I think it does. I think there were eh, – I don't know if there was another, like, Jackson on the team at the time. But Keith No, Jackson, I think it is Keith sure Jackson, and I think I remember. Like, he – I think he want, went to either Auburn or Alabama because Brett Favre had, like, some thing, like, with him. Where oh, you'd be okay. like, oh, Keith Jackson running down the road, flipping some flapjacks. Like, he would do, like, the most, like, Jesus. southern shit. I mean, like, he was from the southern. He's south from the as south, well. too, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but, what Keith Jackson, tight end, it's coming up. Yeah. No, I was right. Nailed it. He's a big boy now. I mean, he was when he played. So, Super Bowl champion. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So I think eighty-eight is your um, is always your legacy tight end number, and then I think thirty-six is your legacy safety number. Like if you decide that a guy is the dude, you move him to thirty-six. You give him thirty-six. If you're going to draft a guy in the first two rounds at safety, he gets thirty-six. So what do we do with quarterback? We have to add up. What is it? Fifteen plus twelve plus four and divided by three. What's that, Mike? Jesus Christ, that's 27 and 31 divided by three is 10 point something. 11. They can all wear number 11 from here on out. I like 10. It'll be Flynn. But that's that's Jordan Love. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got him. We got him. He's the next dude. <laughs> yes. So we, we got the it is It is him. obvious that he's the next dude because if you add up the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the Green Bay Packers, and you divide by three because yep. those are the only three that are Hall of Famers that you get we're gonna, 10. We're going to see if it's completely go. legit. 15 plus 12 plus four. It's 31 divided by three. is. Yeah, it rounds down to 10. So it definitely we, rounds down <laughs> to 10. It will round up to 11. Probably. Well, it's 10.33. So, Which you should 10. round down with. Yeah. Right? And so, all right. Do we have a legacy um, running backs number? I would give it to 30 with um, Kuhn Mon- and Amon Green. Yeah. No, this would be like a fun segment to come with some ammo, but yeah, I'd like I, to have some research on it, right? I I would give Super Bowl some precedence in it. So, as much as I think Amon Green is the best running back I've ever seen play for the Packers, I would maybe go with 25 because you have Dorsey Levins and okay. Ryan Grant. Both won a Super Bowl. Both wore 25 in that one. Whereas fullback, it would have to be 33. That's William Henderson. William Henderson. He, yeah, yeah. he is the fullback. As, as good as John Kuhn. Um, now I'm forgetting some of our other fullbacks that, but it would be like it to me, like if you're going to go best fullbacks for the Packers, it's going to be between John Kuhn and William Henderson. And I think William Henderson was, I wouldn't say leaps and bounds better, but I think it was he a was a different game. Yeah, right? like he and, yeah, he played in an era where the fullback was leaps Matter. and bounds more important to like where yeah. it is now. So, 
What about so linebacker? Who are what are you giving away for linebacker? So 66 is retired, so you're not going to give away Nitschke's number. Do we have another linebacker that we're like, oh man, this is the dude? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we do. So 52 would have to go to the best pass rusher on the team. So whether whether that be a D lineman or an outside linebacker. Um yeah. Middle linebacker wise, I think we're gonna have to lean back on Super Bowl winners. Was Hawk fifty? Yeah. So fifty. I can't remember the numbers of the linebackers. In, that, yeah, that I remember that are great either. Yeah, but I think it would be sixty six. Like it would have to be Nitschke. I mean, I know yeah, you said it's retired, but like, yeah, Nitschke is the greatest one we've ever had, but that's why he's retired too, right? But with your stipulations of like how it works, if we don't retire numbers, we give away legacy numbers because, like, I think we kind of do that anyway. Like, um, we don't retire all our Hall of Famers. I want to yeah. say we have like thirteen Hall of Famers, and we only have like six numbers retired. Is anyone wearing 36 right now? Because I would have uh, to say that that one, that one would be the toughest number. 12 would probably be the toughest number on the team to wear at this moment in time. But like, yeah, other if, than, if somebody came in and took 12, <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you they don't let it happen. But yeah. they let, so like Butler was not gone very long when Nick Collins took 36 again. He was gone long enough, I think. I mean, it was probably only like four years. You think it was that short? Because I want to say. Yeah, I I can't look it up right now because our our shit would just go into like twitching. But yeah, I want to say Nick Collins was probably drafted out of Bethlehem Cookham in. Bethune Cookham in 2006. And I would say Leroy Butler probably retired in 2000, 2001. So I guess I mean, good range. Um, tell me, tell me how wrong I am. So uh, Collins was drafted in 2005. Okay. So earlier than 2006. So he's wrong about that. And Butler played until 2001. So you're right. Four. You nailed it. Yeah. But yeah, four four years isn't like next year. But I mean, like, so let's look at that. So it was 20 years between, like, by the time he ended up in the Hall of Fame. Should have been, it should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's Ed Reed and fucking Troy Palomo. That's who, like, he is. And so I don't understand, like, how long it took him to get into the Hall of Fame, but that's a like a me problem, right? Yeah, and I think I mean I wish I remembered Butler a little bit more. Um I definitely remember him quite a bit and being one of my favorite players. But yeah, that's Yeah, looking at his numbers like just blows me away. Like 36 sacks out of a yeah, 70 tons yeah. of 
tons of tons of sacks, tons of picks, like enough touchdowns. He was just those guys before those guys became what they were, right? So he was a different type of safety. Yeah. He was what one of the freest free safeties. Basically, he was yeah, that almost what a nickelback is in today's yeah. Yeah. day yeah. and age, like just a free roamer go make some plays happen. Um I am having a lot of fun with this, but I think this might have to be our last one. What position do you want to do? Oh, we want to do one more. Um, yeah. I don't know. I thought we could. I mean, so let's go left tackle. Who you? What are you giving away? I. So I think we might be sitting on the best left tackle currently. And you can give. And I can't 69. even think of what it's sixty nine. So yeah. I mean, I'm sure we've had other good ones in the past, but I, I'm, I'd be fine giving out 69 for Bakhtiari. Yeah, I like 69 too. Because I'm bad with remembering left tackle, right tackle. I mean, we got Ross, Ross Verba, Clifton. Ooh, yeah. uh, but I, Verba was a guard, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. Center. Probably going to Frank Winters in yeah, my time. So, like, but that would be then we would have two fifty twos, I think. Um, okay, so I, was, I was thinking he was fifty, but you might be right; he was fifty two. But, and we're we're biased because we're like talking about guys basically nineties and after. Right? You want to do one more segment, then clean clean the show up. I don't know if you have a brain drain today. Um, but no, I think I thought we could do like so. We were both talking about like show new shows, or not new shows. You're this is a show you picked up for a long time, but I'm gonna run through the driving nope. fast and turning left. We're, we're, we're not there yet, Mike. We got to do the position breakdown of one of the positions on the team, so that's that's gonna be the last thing we did, which we spent a lot of time uh beating yeah. around. Uh, beating off on the bush. Yeah, so. yeah. So projected, projected Packers, not roster depth chart. Okay. And what position do you want to do today? Oh, and grade, yeah. doing grade. Ooh, I don't know. Like, just throw. What have we done? We've done offensive line, defensive line. So we did front seven on the defense, and then offensive line yeah so let, let's do skill positions so because we okay. went so wide receivers we, and running backs let's remind them so we gave our offensive line an a and then we gave our front seven an a. <laughs> so, so. right so like it, yeah let's do skill positions because i will definitely not be giving out an a for this all right so let, let's start in the backfield here and i think I think it's fair to start with running back as we go. And do we do we want to throw love into the skill position and just get the offense over with? Yeah, let's so let's do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the offense is done today. So we have Jordan Love. We we've talked about it quite a bit today, but if you got to give our quarterback room 
which is Jordan Love, Sean Clifford, and then Alex McGow, um, a rating, which I'm sure we're only going to carry Love and what it seems like to be Clifford right now. What are you rating that room? I mean, so if I'm going to be overly optimistic, I'm going to give him a B, like a B minus probably, right? So I think they're a C plus B minus area um, quarterback room. And that I think is awfully generous towards them. Um, don't know what they can do. I think Jordan Love is going to be fun- really, really like functional. I don't think he's going to have like hardly any issues at all. Um, I'm pretty high on what he's going to do. However, I have no clue. Like if I'm if I am comparing him to even guys that I think are only like so so quarterbacks, um, who's the guy Derek in Tennessee? Carr. Derek Carr, the guy that who's in Tennessee right now. Who's that? Tannehill. Tannehill, you're right. So if I'm comparing them to like Tannehill or Derek Carr, like. I don't know that he's better than either of those guys this year, right? Even though they would get like the same type of grade. He's got the potential to be better than those guys. Yeah. However, um, I'm, I will not grade him higher than guys that I know are consistent, like level headed quarterbacks in this league. And so um, let's go with like a C plus in the quarterback room. Okay. Cause yeah, I think I would go C just just out of like unprovenness, but we're gonna go with your yep. grade uh, as final. So C plus, um, and w- we'll see how this all averages out. So so right now we got like a two point five on the on the grading scale. So we'll move over to the running backs. We have Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, Patrick Taylor, Tyler Goodson, and then Emmanuel Wilson who. Had a hell of a game. So, yeah, where so are I'm you get, going like, grade wise? If I'm going to go like breakdown by like actual player, I give Aaron Jones like a, I give him an A, right? Yeah. And I give everyone else in that room. So, Dylan, I'm probably giving like a B minus. Everybody else gets a C. So, like A, B minus. I don't, I don't, I'm not super high on Dylan. I have issues with his like, physicality i think because i expect him to be more physical maybe he doesn't need to be more physical but i expect him to be and so lowers his grade and then i give like the rest of the room a c and so i expect to only have maybe three running backs total yeah if we're i mean i mean unless maybe we don't even do that maybe we do do what we did last year and it's just Jones and Dylan. If it's just Jones and Dylan, then you probably average out at a B plus, and I think we're really, really good. And if you keep three, I'm gonna put us down to a B and like we're okay. We're okay in the running back area. And I think it's gonna be two people receiving the majority of the carries, unless one of these guys comes on real strong as like a third down guy. But Aaron Jones is probably your best third down running back in the league with Alvin Kamara and um, McCaffrey, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, so yeah, I think, I think it's fair to go B plus on this one. 
And that makes it easier for me if we go C plus in the quarterback room, B plus, because what what does that average it out to? I don't know, somewhere between uh, B minus and a B. Right. Okay. So we well, let's just round it up to a B because we're positive and not negative pack fan. Yeah, and I always say average it out to a C plus when when you're throwing the quarterbacks. But yeah, B minus C plus. Let, let let's stand there. And now let's get to our wide receivers. So we have Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Devontae Wicks, uh, Bo Melton. Uh, I'm going Samori, on. Samori yeah. Torrey. Uh, Jaden Reed. Grant Dubois from, I want to say Boise State. Um, no, he's from like some. Idaho. Alabama school, I'm pretty sure. Like some like offshoot Alabama school. I want to say Idaho or now we got to fucking look his ass up. No, I got it. I got it already. Um, Charlotte. Okay. So he was in yeah, the we, South. I was close. <laughs> you, you were closer to me. Yeah. I, I knew it was like one where you would be like, it was that division one double A or is that like some crazy Mac? Or not Mac, but like I guess I was thinking Mountain West somewhere in the Mountain yeah. West, but yeah. So he was at a like he was like a l- pretty late round pick, or maybe even a like undrafted free agent. But yeah, but I want to rephrase. So Christian Watson says left wide receiver. Romeo Dobbs says right wide receiver. Jaden Reed looks like he's going to be this um, wow. wow slot. Yeah, I was going to say swing. And then we have Samar Toure, which I would think is our fourth guy. Devontae Wicks is probably our fifth guy. And then yeah, Bo, Bo so, Mountain. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. Let's, so just look at, let's just go four deep, four or five deep. Four deep. So um, I'm going to give Watson like a solid B. I'll give Dobbs a B minus. I'll give Reed a C minus. And then uh, Tory, I'm going to give a C minus as well. Uh, mostly because I don't know what those last two can do. Like you get a pretty low grade. I've heard positive things out of them. I think Jaden Reed is going to be okay. Um, but I've, I probably heard positive things from lots of guys coming out of camp, right? That couldn't either make the team or whatever it was. Um, Watson gets a B. Due to the fact that he is, he has all the potential in the world, right? I just don't know yeah. if he'll actually produce in the NFL. Dobbs, same deal. I saw him do positive things in real games last year, and he needs to take some, take another step. So, like that B minus grade runs right into that. That you you gotta you gotta figure that out. You gotta. Did I? I feel like I fucked that up. That I gave him something lower than a B minus to off the jump, but no, I think that's what you did. Okay, but like I've seen him do some positive things. I just need to see him do positive things consistently, and hopefully, that's what'll happen. Now his quarterback has been downgraded, right? His quarterback went from an A plus to. What yeah. is it? B plus? 
at the absolute best. Yeah, and we didn't go. We didn't go quite there. I, I think that's like a B minus, C plus is kind of where we yeah, were. Like, but you went from an A plus quarterback. You had a quarterback that was elite, and so I would say in our top four, we're looking at a C wide receiver room, right? So we're not looking at, and I'm going to say that having those back to being kind of lower, like it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to you, like. If those guys aren't producing at the B and the B minus consistently throughout throughout the year, like we're going to be pulled down pretty quickly into like a D range in the wide receiver if things aren't good. Yep, and then I think and that can be and that can be quarterback dependent, right? So, oh, sorry. And I think we slotted the tight ends with the offensive line, which hindsight bias maybe wasn't our best decision. But if we went final grade on skill positions, including the quarterback, uh, it sounds like doing rough math, we're kind of in the CC plus. Yep, and I think the offense, offense, which we've never like. We haven't lived, I have never, I don't think, lived in the era where I thought, oh man, our offense isn't good enough to function in the NFL. I've thought that many times about our defense, right? That our defense is going to be like a problem. I don't think I've ever thought that about our offense. Yeah. And I think that's what we're running into this year. We're going to be a team. Up, oh God. I got to find a different, more like the Steelers. Right where the Steelers, I I feel like I felt like, oh, their offense is fucking shit, but their defense is always good. The Ravens, oh, their offense might be kind of like not as good, but their defense is always going to be fucking good. Um, I Steelers is a tough one because like they're all known for like yeah, like hard nosed football, but they usually do have some like pretty damn good skill position guys. And yeah. running backs that like produce at a high level. I mean, like since we've we've been well, so them. I was I was gonna offer up the Bears as like a thing, but I don't want to compare the Packers to the Bears really ever. So, um, tried to steer away from the Bears being the being the one you compare them to. Like the Bears have had teams where their defense runs the whole fucking show, right? Yeah. And like their offense is just not as not bad enough to lose games. Yeah. The the difference I would say is like when the Bears were good, it seemed like they had a defensive minded head coach where they were very reliant on their defense, is where when I think with LaFleur or Stenovich, am I saying that right? Adam Stenovich. Is that the new OC? I don't even fucking know. Because I just assume LaFleur is the OC. Yeah, basically. But where I think it's going to be more like a 49ers uh, scheme on the thing. And then with our defense being as good as it is, like hopefully Joe Barry figures out the third third down problems. But that's kind of bouncing all over. Um, but final grade. What did we come to? Like a C, so I think we're C probably plus. like like a C. I would like a solid C. I won't even give him a C plus. 
right off the bat. And maybe I should like based on the grades that I gave each individuals, but I don't think our, I think our skill positions are one of the areas that we are going to struggle this season. Like when we get into a low spot, I think that's the space. Like that's not a space we can rely on to pull us out of it, pull us out of it. Right. If we get into a low spot, what you basically got to do is turn to Aaron Jones and say in the offensive line and say, all right, you need to produce on offense so that we can get our defense some rest. Yeah, and that's what it looks like we're going to have to do is, hey, we need third and short. Like, that's that's what we're going to be shooting for all season long. Like, third and short, um, whether it be with the short passing game or the uh, running game, and then, then go from there. And, you know, keep Time of possession high. I mean, easy. What what do you call it? Like uh, stereotypical. That's not the word I was looking for, but cliche type shit. Like we're on the ball, keep keep control of the ball, and then you know play defense. So I like it, Mike. I like it. I like it a lot. Are you ready to move on, or you got any more points on that? Nope, I don't. Let's drive fast and turn left. All right, so we've missed two weeks of results with Martin Truex Jr. Um, He finished second at Michigan on the 6th, I believe, and then he finished seventh at the Indy Road Course on the 13th. Um, Right now we're sitting in second in overall standings behind Will Byron, but has way more points. Um, he's like at 830. I think everybody else is sitting in like the 700s. We have three wins. Byron has four wins, which puts him in first. Um, should be able to take the chase for the cup pretty easily. No doubt in my mind. So it's going to be all good here moving forward with Martin Truex Jr. And from there, we're going to jump to the brain drain. And so uh, my brain drain has been not really anything substantial but uh the wife and i have been watching yellowstone pretty good show i'm enjoying it we're just in season one about halfway through season one and i've realized that it's just a mob movie and i've realized or mob series right and i've watched a few other mob series like uh, sons of anarchy which is basically just a mob series like with different they're on bikes instead of they're, eating pizza. Yeah. Eating pizza and fucking in classic cars, and they're not Italian because, but it's a mob. Like it's the same preference. It's a gang movie. Um, so Yellowstone is basically about like politicians that are a gang or a mob or whatever, and they are running the show the way they want to and doing a bunch of fucking illegal shit. That's all good. Right. And so, but I, I'm enjoying it. A lot of, a lot of murder, murder, death, kill, uh, stuff going on in there. And yeah. And I feel like that one actually has like a good story to it probably, but I just have a tough time. I'm not, I'm not a big, I'll watch a drama movie and stuff, but I've noticed now that you brought that up, it was like, I'm pure comedy when it comes to, television shows and stuff like that like i don't have any show that i watch consistently 
that isn't supposed to make me laugh. I watched Breaking Bad and I loved it. Um, but I, I would say that might be about the only one that I watched that wasn't. So I just can't see getting into Yellowstone for me. Okay. But yep. I've heard basically nothing but good things. Like I haven't even heard like stereotypical stuff because so my wife has just gotten into the mentalist recently and like that's an older show i think so i i don't know it's like whatever um former psychic turns um fbi dude yeah cop guy yeah yeah Yeah. whatever Um, it is but it's it's just the same show over and over again you know like oh yeah yeah, yeah, like it very little progresses on the story like it's very much like oh we didn't think that guy did it and then like oh they bring the obvious guy that obviously did it and then you can watch any episode at any time and you don't need any like background for the most part that's how i feel and like don't get me wrong i can watch it and it's just not like that bad but i'm just like it's just it's like ncis or whatever like criminal minds or this that or the other like it's just like the same show over and over again but where i feel like there's probably more of a drive to the final story in your yellowstones definitely breaking bad um sons of anarchy as well like they had that set up like seven years out like i've watched some like background stuff on that like and he i I don't know seven for sure like whatever seasons it was like what he was like i knew i wanted to do this in this season like like he knew he was killing off like the wife at some point in like season four or season five and i was like like you don't even know if you're gonna get fucking one episode jesus fucking christ man yeah yeah no i mean all right so what are you watching that you're enjoying right now me so it's all sunny in Philadelphia is coming out with new shit. And oh. those guys are comedic geniuses. I don't think they ever stopped coming out with new stuff. It did so seem like they've been just like always sunny has been running for like 20 years. I don't know about that long, but yeah, I mean, maybe, um, I mean, it's gotta be fucking close. Right. I mean, yeah, maybe it was like 2007 or 8 that they started. Yeah, I think it's more of like a 12, 15 year run than that. But whatever, I'll I'll always get behind those that group of people. I listen to their podcast too, so I'll, I absolutely love that. And then my one that I find also. So you want to know when it came out? 2003. No, it was 2005. So it's only 18 weeks. Okay. So damn, yeah, they're damn near 20. But those guys are great. And then my new one that I picked up is What We Do in the Shadows. I I think that's what it's called. It's something like that. Like, I I should know. And so that one's a comedy. Yeah, about like vampires. I've heard someone explain it as like The Office with vampires. And... That, that's that yeah that's a fair uh thing but goddamn that show makes me laugh with some of the shit that 
just like the banter in it. So yeah, it is very obviously. It's like just like I guess funny observational comedy, like with some like mean slights in there. But whatever. That that's what I've been watching. Um, just actually started. We didn't even realize there's I think two seasons since we dropped it, but it's on Hulu. And then when we watch our Hulu, I don't think we have the Hulu Plus, so we have commercials and shit. So that's kind of a bummer. But it's also kind yep. of nice, like if you need to play piss and shit and like piss and shit, and then you get you two minutes shit in a commercial break. Come on. <laughs> I mean, if you're real good. Yeah, if you're real good. Uh yeah, we had to go get our stuff from the library, right? So like it's one at like uh like one of the fucking apps we don't have. Like we have probably like six of them. You you get Yellowstone from the library? Yeah, you can get like seasons. You can rent seasons from the library. Or not rent them, just check them out. That is amazing. Yeah, libraries, man. That's what the brain drain should have been on. Is like how well, now it nice is, right? resources that libraries have sometimes. Cause yeah, I went into some I went into the Herbert Field Library and they have so much good shit that I wouldn't have expected, like learning how to speak Portuguese stuff. And then yeah. I've been going to not been going to. I, I went to a couple times the Navarre library and I was very surprised at I guess I didn't look at their like movie selection, but there's lots of books in those things, apparently. In libraries, yeah, like it's almost <laughs> what they're for. Uh yeah, um, we did that probably in like 2015 with Game of Thrones. Maybe it was 2016, right? So whenever Game of Thrones came out, like we used the it, no, we used like the library for the first like five seasons of Game of Thrones. That is crazy yeah. to me. Yeah, how nice of a resource that would be, right? And so, like, to buy a season of a television show and have it on DVD is like probably like. It used to be like 50 bucks. Yeah, it's pretty expensive. Like, I, I want to say yeah. even still. So our go-to-bed show has, we've, we're through our second time with it. I think it would be The Office if we could still get The Office for free, but it's Modern Family, and we'll buy the seasons of it on Amazon. We, we have all the seasons of it on Amazon now, yeah. and I want to say we were dropping 40 bucks a season for a season yeah yeah so yeah uh modern family i've seen probably the first like three or four seasons of that definitely a good one as well <laughs> oh yeah that shows great yeah but all right do you got any more i don't i all i got is uh the sign off is there anything you want to tell them before we thank you for listening we appreciate the support we love you and you can sign us off all right, if you're doubting Martin, the Badgers, the Bucks, the Brewers, or the Packers, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat my shorts.